Leaving a Legacy is brought to you by hipstersofthecoast.com and can be found on the Top Deck app every Friday. You can support the show directly at patreon.com slash leavingalegacy. Magic is power. everyone, welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick, I'm your legacy newbie. With me this week as always, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, Jerry? Not much, Pat. How you doing? Man, I had a good weekend celebrating our independence from those bastards in Great Britain, man. I had a great weekend. How about you? Oh, perfect. It was awesome. I mean, it was rainy, so it wasn't like perfect, but it was still pretty good. It, it was, was perfect. Pretty- hey, a rainy day in America is better than the most beautiful day in Great Britain. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. I mean, to be fair, the most beautiful day in Great Britain is probably not that great. Have you seen it's, their weather? It's probably also rainy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> must be yeah, also rainy. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, we did. We had a busy weekend. We did mini golf with the kids on Saturday because it was like my uh, my wife's father's birthday. So every year in his memory, we'll do we'll do golf and uh, mini golf with the kids and ice cream. And then uh, Sunday we did a cookout at my bros. And then Monday we did a uh, pool party for the kiddos at a friend's house. So it's a, it was a good weekend, man. A lot of fun was had. How about you? Yeah, pretty good. On uh, Friday, I met up with a bunch of friends and we all drafted Modern Horizons uh, in paper, mm-hmm. which was awesome because uh, I knew the set and they had never even like looked at the set. So oh. they were, like they were like reading every card and it was great. And I had such a leg up and I went, oh, and three. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, did you crush your friends? But no, that's fantastic. No, I just said, well, like I put together like this super synergistic uh, braid squirrel deck where I had like squirrel sanctuary and braids. So I was basically able to crank out a one, one token every turn to sack to braids. So I'm like, yeah, incremental advantage. And I had all this synergy and awesome. And then I, I played against uh, my friend Brett and he just goes, all right, planeswalker. I'm like, all right. And like, I, I dealt, I like used a bunch of resources, dealt with the planeswalker. He's like, okay, cool. Another mythic. Oh. <laughs> Brutal. So just like all this knowledge of the format and what happened, what works, and like get all this stuff, and just like just like get beaten by double windmill slam mythic back oh, to back. That's hilarious. That's <laughs> so hilarious. Like, all right, cool. All right, that's how that. Those are the breaks sometimes, man. That's just how it goes. That's just how it goes. That's why we play magic. <laughs> why don't you introduce our guest this week, man? Yeah, welcome to the cast, Mister Jordan Woosley, our friend from the south. Who actually, right now, our listeners can't see it, but he has sweet <laughs> bunch of crossbows hanging up. Are face- you a cross? Yeah, <laughs> you basically look like Daryl from The Walking Dead right now. Like, like his wet dream is behind you, which is pretty sick. Yeah, got all these crossbows mounted on the wall. It looks looks sweet. Yeah, this is actually my uh, stepdad's bow room. He has quite the collection back here. A bow. I want to be at the point in my life where I can have a room dedicated to bows. <laughs> I mean, like, I have a room dedicated to podcasting, so that tells you where I'm at in my life right now. <laughs> that's awesome. Sick. Uh, well, tell tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, because uh, is this your this is your first or second time on the cast? Remind me. This is my first time. This is your first time. I this thought is first so. podcast too, Jerry. First oh, podcast. first podcast yeah. in general. Hell yeah, dude. Well, let let our listeners know a little bit more about yourself. Uh, well, I played magic like most as a kid. Went through that, you know, the awkward magic breakup when you go through high school and start college. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ended up um, getting back into it through EDH of all things. 
And then in 2014, I was watching my friend play at a SCG Legacy side event. I saw him playing Belcher against Reanimator. No lands on the table, both threatening to beat each other. I was like, <laughs> I need to play this format. <laughs> don't even need lands. There's no lands. They're in there. This must be, win. must be so cheap. I don't need to buy lands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My first deck was uh, Dredge, obviously. <laughs> of course, of course. Common entry point. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, in hindsight, the worst entry point for branching out, though. <laughs> True. Yeah, you're, like if you're in Dredge, it's like that's basically all you got, right? Well, I guess yes. if, you have, if you have LEDs, like you get in the storm, right? That's something, yeah. I guess. But well, it's like it's the you get Dredge, which gets you LEDs, and that gets you to storm. And then from storm that gives you a couple dual lands and from mm-hmm. there you can, but yeah, it's not a, it's not a very forgiving deck to try different things. <laughs> <No>. with. <laughs> yeah. I've done that myself before I bought into a bunch of decks and then sold them and then, you know, they, they didn't go in other stuff and it's just, it's just how it is. Right. It's all good. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. Uh, but yeah. So you, how long have you been playing dreads dredge for? Cause you're still a dredge player, right? Um, I actually switched to Hogak. Oh. I went the uh, Dredge Reanimator Hogak route, kind of okay. graveyard based decks. Mm-hmm. Yep. My friend associates me with Delver because I was a failed modern Delver player. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, so I guess that's actually probably a pretty good distinction for a lot of uh, our listeners because I think a lot of people would actually just lump Hogak and Dredge into pretty much the same deck. But in your in your point of view. What are the key differences between those archetypes? Um, from playing them, Dredge is a very completely out of the graveyard deck. Because, you, you know, you play against LED or Manless, they want to have explosive turn ones, fill the graveyard up. While Hogak, your graveyard is more an extension of your hand. Mm-hmm. So it's a little, you know, you lose a little bit of explosive power, but you have more mid to late game power usually. Because, you, you know, like Dredge, you usually want to turn one Hogak. Turn two, Hogak usually gets the job done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So Hogak's just more of a uh, kind of all-in combo deck. Yeah, like surprisingly, a lot of my game ones are usually won through combo alter of the dementia, just milling out people. Mm-hmm. It's usually the game two or threes where it turns out a bunch of two twos and one ones can actually beat people to death mm-hmm. when they're not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the number of times I've been beating down my narc amoebas. <laughs> too many. It's too damn high. <laughs> yes. It's especially fun when you throw that Stitcher supplier in there and you're like, block it because it might give me a Hogak. Come on. Come yep. on. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so where, what's uh, kind of Hogak up to in the meta these days? How would you say it's positioned uh, with kind of Modern Horizons 2? Because... You think you got grief or are you even playing grief in the, in the current list? I tried to grief in my sideboard. Like I've, I've only played paper, so I don't have like a good online meta outside mm-hmm. of what I read and take in. I, I like the idea of grief versus anything combo. Cause it lets me to go, well, you know, enabler plus discard the, uh, I do have a list I've been working on. I'm actually waiting for a uh, Bosch and roll to stream it or put it on his YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I was feeling really good about it because there's all these hybrid lists going on right now. They're like Hollow One and Range Angie's Ravager, like all these crazy things. So I tried jamming them all together. So we'll see how it works. He might get a 05 and blame me for it. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, so you uh, you sent it in as a deck suggestion for him to play? Yeah, I wanted to see someone who plays online more than me test it out. 
because mm-hmm. I've only got go fishing right now. And I, I, you know, I didn't want to drive to Illinois to blow my <laughs> a tournament, <laughs> my first tournament back on an experiment, you know? Right. True. True. Uh, I'm actually excited. I, I've seen it thrown around a little bit, but uh, eight walla with a uh, hollow one, the new basking root walla plus the new, what is it like? Ember root walla. Uh, to power out uh, Hogax and um, uh, Hollow Ones as just kind of a uh, like a madness style deck that that kind of looked cool. Have you uh, have you seen any of that? Yeah, I've been watching those decks. It's a uh, Blazing Root Waller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember they fully did, reined in on names for these. So like Blazing Root Waller, call it Blazing Root Waller. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they they are extremely explosive from what I've seen. Yeah. And like in goldfishing, you'll throw out like eight one ones on turn one sometimes and be like, mm-hmm. all right, guys, <laughs> get there. I found that looking at those decks, the biggest strength of them is Anji's Ravager. Because when you don't care that you're discarding, that's an Ancestral's Recall every attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's pretty cool. I'd, I'll have to try that deck out, see how it uh, how it feels, because it, it definitely looks cool. And, you know, Basking Root Wallet definitely has the nostalgia points going for mm. it. And if I'll put anything over winning, it's nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's for sure true. Uh, oh, before I forget, too, you actually gave us an update uh, on last week's episode. Uh, you know, when we had Eric on the cast talking about uh, Wizards and Worlds, um apparently wizards has uh you know heard the complaints and uh kind of made some revisions you want to share with our listeners what you're kind of telling us in the pre-show yeah they made an announcement like i think just a few hours ago that all 16 invites are now again 50k each that's pretty that's good awesome. i mean Dang, yeah yeah i mean that it's definitely you know worth uh showing up now just to get <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go yeah. i'll show up to a match german and do 50k and that's actually more so they cut they cut the prize payout by 750,000 and now by paying everyone a minimum of uh, 50,000 appearance fee, that's an additional 800, uh, 800 grand. So they essentially added 50 grand from the prize pool. So we just went from wizards cutting it by 750 grand to now increasing it by 50 grand. And it just kind of shows, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, you know, people always like, They'll, they'll yell at us and say it's like why are you guys complaining I, like i don't want to hear you guys complain about stuff i just want to hear you talk about magic and it's like the reason why we do is because if you don't complain nothing gets solved right and you know wizards has shown that they will capitulate to to pressure from the community and mm-hmm. that's why it's important to make your opinions heard yeah so, i mean right on credit where credit's due i uh i do really appreciate wizards uh taking into account the community f- feedback there and uh and you know re-upping the prize payout for all the players yeah that's a that's a big bump from like i mean they cut it from what a million dollars to two hundred fifty thousand dollars something like that like they yep. basically yep. cut in quarters so um yeah that's that's great <laughs> that they've made you know made kind of amends with that um i don't know what the future of the magic pro scene is going to be if there's going to be anything but at least they're they're doing right by the people who they promised up you know this tournament too so that's that's good that's all we ask, Wizards. Just keep your promises. That's right. that's all we want. Except the reserve. Bare minimum. If you're going to break a promise, break that promise. Yep. Yep. 
um but that was that was just a good update i just wanted to make sure we talked about uh before we forgot uh the main point why we wanted to have you on the cast though jordan is because you are going to be playing in your first big uh paper event coming up here pretty soon actually uh, since covid i should say (laughs) yeah i played a uh well it was casual in illinois at taylorville uh hobby horse little shop there Mm -hmm. yeah i got to meet um uh, XJ Cloud of Death and Taxes fame. I don't know. Oh, if, okay. Yeah. Pretty cool. Like, it's always tough because he was the one that posted about it on Twitter. And I was like, hey, maybe I'll show up. Because you don't want to cross those like parasocial boundaries, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be. Yeah. Like, like I, I showed up outside of Pat's house with a boombox playing like Stand By Me. And like, he, he told me how to go. His wife was going to come home soon. Yeah. And yeah. I, I made that mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of weird. I, I will just, I, it is unusual that like you know uh it's never been it's never been like a put off for me like honestly because i it's always been very much appreciated but we're such a small you know like this community is so small and tight-knit that like it's cool to kind of like have people know you and want to talk to you because you know those big events can be pretty you know you can be in a really like uh busy place like populated place but still kind of feel like you're alone because you don't you know maybe you didn't travel with anyone there or whatever. You don't know a lot of the people there. So um, the community that's kind of developed around the podcast and stuff is always pretty cool, but I can see being, you know, not wanting to like cross people's boundaries and being like, Oh, you know, Hey, I'm a fan or whatever. Hey, I, you know, I watch your stream and kind of leave it at that. Yeah. Definitely try not to be the weird guy that just stands there at them. Like, should I go say hi? (laughs) Is that too much? I, I would say, I would say always, always lean on the go say hi. From yeah, from my experience, probably the best course of action you could take is stand about fifteen feet away and stare at them for at least an hour. <laughs> that always works great. <laughs> uh, but no, I would, I would, in all, in all honesty, um, I always think it's cool to talk to people who like the podcast. Um, yeah. It's always very, um, uh, it's very humbling, and it, it's really cool to know that there's people out there listening and like. Jerry, I mean, we've been doing this podcast now all through COVID. So, like, I haven't seen anyone playing Paper Magic in, like, 15 or 16 months or whatever. So, um, it's going to feel really good to get back out there and talk to people. Because, for, for you know, for me, no one's listening to the show anymore. That's what it feels like. Like, no one listens to what we say anymore. So, it'll be cool to get back out there and, hear, and you know, get people's feedback and stuff and, and talk to talk to people who listen to the show and stuff. So, that'll be cool. Yeah. So, I would say if, if you run into people in the community like that, they're probably just as eager to talk to you as, as you are to them. So yeah. I say just go for it. Well, I don't want to speak for everyone. I mean, pro- there's probably some people out there who are like, fuck, no, I hate well, people. There are, don't there talk are probably to me. some like, big time <laughs> content creators, right? Who like who are big time enough to where it's probably too much. But like, I don't think there's anyone who makes legacy content who who legacy is such a small community is what I'm saying. Like, it's. <laughs> I wouldn't, really, I wouldn't really say it's the size because like I've just gone up and like chatted with like Brian Kibler and he's a multimillionaire from streaming. And like if if I don't honestly don't think probably any content creator is probably bigger than Kibler in that regard. And if like hmm. he's cool with it, I really don't think it's a size thing. It's just a personality thing. You know, some people That's just fair. some people just don't want to talk. And it also it's the time of day. Like if you get someone like like right before lunchtime and they're hangry and they're trying to get, you know, food in between rounds and you're Maybe like, Maybe they hey. just went 04. They're trying to get their fucking sandwich. Get out yeah. of their way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I mean, also just don't take it like, like no one exists in a, in a vacuum. No one exists right. in like a single 
situation. So even if you catch someone at a bad time, that doesn't necessarily mean that that person's a, a dick or anything. It's just like, totally. Maybe you got him where he was just he had low blood sugar. Yeah, <laughs> I, w- I would always say err on the side of saying hi, though, being polite and saying hi. Anyway, yeah. Can so continue. You got to meet XJ Cloud at the uh, at the tournament stuff. Yeah, he was actually my round one opponent. Oh, you got to yeah. really meet him then. <laughs> yeah, which is funny because I remember being like, all right, you know, I know he's really good at his deck. Yep. And it's like round one. Okay, well, let's go right to the meat grinder right off the yep, bat. Yep. I actually 2 owed him. Nice. So, yeah, I went undefeated through the Swiss. My favorite memory moment was I played against a white stacks deck. Like, game one, I milled them because they ensnared and bridged me. Mm-hmm. Game two, they humility, cast humility. Mm-hmm. Talking about old school cards. Oh, yeah. So I had like. My Hogak was a 1-1, one, one, two other 1-1s. One, so I untapped, played a Hedron Crab, because now it's got power. Yeah. <laughs> Started swinging for four every turn. Upgrade. He slanted me. He Trinispeared me. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep attacking until yep. something yep. else happens. And he was like desperately drawing over there. I'm oh, like, that's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, um, I really want to touch on something that did happen to me. Because, you know, when I go into tournaments nowadays, I try to real like, keep myself calm because i have mm-hmm. a little bit of stage fright that carries mm-hmm. over in the games mm-hmm. so you know i'm like untap upkeep draw well I, I make it to you know first seed in the top eight i'm like all right all right i am undefeated and i felt my brain do that little switch you know yep. when it goes from confidence to arrogance yeah yeah and immediately xj <laughs> two owed me right back out and oh, i was like no. okay, okay i deserve that <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh man it's funny also that's a, a big thing especially when you get to the top eight is a lot of people don't readjust their goals where they'll go into a tournament and it's like my goal is to top eight this tournament i'm going to top eight this tournament and then they do and then it's like a switch gets flipped in their brain where it's just like all right i top eight and i accomplished my goal i can just cruise and then they mm. get you know knocked out in the first round of top eight yep, so it's yep. it's important to like also just keep that competitive edge in the top eight because definitely. I definitely felt that way at, uh, at, at the GP where I was just like, as soon as I got there, I just like completely. Yes. Let it like, let it out. And I was just like, yep, I'm good. I'm good it, to go home. <laughs> it almost makes you feel like, especially for big, I don't know how big the, how big was the, was the tournament we went to Jordan? How many people? We had to get like 20 plus people. So. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Like for the real big events, it almost feels like, like, you know, top eight should be a second, like a third day or whatever. You know what I mean? To give you the time to, to readjust and get a break, a breather, but it's tough. Cause you're going, you're playing all through day one and then you get into day two and end of day two. Now it's time to go into top eight. You got, you know, three more rounds left. If you're, if you're feeling good and it's, yeah, like, it's tough. it's like, it's like running a marathon and you like cross a finish line, like tape at like mile 20. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like, Woo, I'm gonna, it's like, no, nah, you got six more yeah. miles. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Easy oh. there, bucko. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um, but that that's cool you got to play in uh in this kind of local paper event it was uh it's good practice sir so what's the what's the big event coming up that you're going to um well i'm hoping to get into one of the, like i'm on the waiting list for the 100k nice mm-hmm. nice so i'm hoping you know i'm not i don't want anyone to drop out but i'm also not going to complain <laughs> it'll <laughs> happen people's plans change and stuff and yeah oh yeah yeah, so I have I set to go to at least go there to meet some people because mm-hmm. it's got a lot of big names coming, and I'm waiting for details about Eternal Weekend because that was one of my goals for last year was to play an Eternal Weekend. So those are the two big things on my radar right now. Cool. Nice. 
Uh, I don't know is if Eternal Weekend's going to happen this year, though, right? Like, it's yeah. not. It's not even been. Uh, it's usually scheduled. like in the late summer, early fall, right? I thought it was usually in like October. Okay, was, was when they traditionally have it. Is, hmm. uh, is October? Uh, well, we we can't announce it yet, but the we have picked out a date for the Leaving a Legacy event. It's true. It's we true. Have, we have picked out a date. We don't want to announce it yet because we're still. Can we say the month things. that it's in? I don't even know if we should say the month because maybe uh, it gets shifted. What if I say it? Uh, I plead the fifth. <laughs> yeah, so we're looking. We're looking for uh, a a date in in August. That's what we're looking at right now. But nothing's set in stone yet. But because obviously, like it has to work for for Michelle and her her event staff, and then for for Jerry and myself. You know, me least importantly, it's kind of irrelevant if I do or don't show up. But uh, <laughs> that is a lie. <laughs> um. But uh, but yeah, so we're looking at a date in August, which would be pretty cool because it, the count, the way I want to roll it is like, hey, August is great, and then we have uh uh the Maryland uh, the, the Legacy Pit event in September, and then the hundred K in October. So it should be a f- pretty jam packed fall, man, with Magic. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, so we we have a date picked out already. We're just finalizing a couple things. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think we're probably like ninety percent of the way there, but. Say like ninety two and a half. Ninety two and a half percent of the way there, but yeah. Once we get to one hundred percent, we will we will make that date public yes. and um, yep. publish it so uh, people can come out and, and mm-hmm. have some fun. Mm-hmm. Michelle's gonna kill me for saying August, but that's okay. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> don't uh, nobody tell her. Nobody's, nobody tell her. <laughs> that's why I said. And it's, if you do, it was Pat. Say Jerry <laughs> pled the fifth. Did not say excited. anything. I was too excited. Listen, like I haven't got to see all like my friends and like fucking over a year man really like haven't gotten to have a good hang in a long time so i'm excited man i'm i'm really excited yeah it's true um yeah oh also can i just mention uh eld had their tournament um on july 3rd so last saturday i know we mentioned on the podcast and i believe eric said they had 30 people show up for the tournament which is like awesome that's great yeah that's a that's a really good size tournament solid turnout especially for a holiday weekend you know yeah, because it was on the July July fourth weekend, right? And yeah, and short notice. I think he only announced like a week out. So, but yeah, they did. Uh, they did a successful mag- Magic uh, Legacy tournament, and uh, I think they're back to doing weekly events too. Which I wanted to go to one this week, and but my wife picked up like all this overtime this month. She's working like almost every night. So, yeah, I'm gonna have, my, have to try to sneak out to get one of those. It's pretty, uh, pretty dope. Also, congratulations to a friend of the cast, uh, Ben Baradaka, who uh, took down that event. Um, play, right. I believe he's still playing the uh blue, white, red stone blade Delver deck. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, that we talked okay. about on uh DJ, the DJ episode. A couple oh, months ago. nice. Uh, we should have been back on the cast. It's been a while since he's been on the cast. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, like we said, he's a great magic player, and you know, he just won, won this uh, this event so. Nice. Nice. Definitely, definitely lots of cool stuff going on in the in the format. It's gonna be great to finally be able to talk about some top eight lists that aren't Magic Online lists. <laughs> right. <laughs> it, like yes. that's what I'm looking forward to being able to talk about the meta that isn't the Magic Online meta for once. <laughs> yeah. So what was the difference in paper? For, so you don't play any Magic Online, Jordan? But what was like? What was the meta like there at the shop? It, it was very much like a an old school meta from like pre COVID in a lot of ways. I said there was White Stacks, Eldrazi Aggro, um, XJ had an up-to-date DNT list. Like there was some Caldaras hitting people in the face. It became, you know, it's kind of like DNT's questing beast. There's a lot of like, oh, that card does that too, and mm-hmm. that, yep. and mm-hmm. that, and that, and yep. that. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> that's what I said. It's like really changes the line of play in a lot of situations. Yeah, I saw Bank Control, Blue Red Delver. Bank Control is the one matchup I still won, but I sideboarded for it wrong because they heavily rely on just like endurance and stuff now. Mm-hmm. I did get to squeak out a pretty fun win game too against them because they had a containment priest out against me, which containment priest isn't really good against Hogak. Mm-hmm. Like you stop like Venge Vines, but Hogak itself doesn't stop. So I get them down to two. I have like three dudes out and they terminus this containment priest. So I untap, play the land, pop back a blood gas who just goes in by himself for the win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Only um, dude. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, Caldera. What is it? Caldera Reforged. I always forget. Caldera Complete. Caldera Complete. That's what it yeah. is. I'm never gonna. That's gonna be a card I'll never remember. I just like, Caldera <laughs> and then add a verb. <laughs> Caldera Jet Ski. <laughs> um, but uh, so you mentioned you saw Caldera. Any other kind of new cards that you noticed? Um, Endurance is pretty rough. I <laughs> a graveyard deck player. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Like. I mean, especially if they get to like just hard cast it, because now you got this three four across the table with reach doing you down, and you're like, oh, that thing's gonna beat me to death in return now. (laughs) (laughs) But three four is just salt in the wounds, (laughs) right? I mean, and yeah, for a graveyard deck, it's like if they gave Terminus a body for some reason, you're like, oh no, (laughs) it's a Terminus that can beat me up. Yeah. Uh, that would actually be sweet if that's what the white one was. The white was a terminus that uh that was attached to a body. That might be cool. But anyways, so you saw endurances. Anything else? Um. Well, I saw blue red over there. I think they had they had they had the uh the monkey <laughs> ragavon. It's called <laughs> uh-huh. monkey, the monkey. I saw it dash in a couple of times. Do some yeah. Work. Um. I don't know what new cards it had in it, but I saw Karn echoes. Easily the most distracting deck to sit next to while you're not playing against them because they just do stuff the whole game. Just flailing arms, flailing arms in every direction. Yeah. They're like bobble, 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 this, 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 draw seven, bobble, bobble. And you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> Sir, I need you to calm down. It's like, <laughs> have you ever been in a tournament? Like I've had this habit. It's, it actually was a dredge opponent, but they were just like spreading their deck way out and they had their graveyard laid out and like, I kid you not, like half of my playmat was taken up by the person sitting next to me's board. Like they were just spilling over on ours. Like, sorry, I need you to back off. <laughs> uh, so, so I saw Karn Echoes. Um, did you see any uh, like prismatic vista or uh, what's the new source of flash shares or the the white abrupt decay prismatic? Uh, Vista? No, it's not Vista. It's uh, uh ending. Uh, yes, prismatic ending. That's what it is. Yeah, it ate a few of my crabs. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like just super flexible. Just yeah, just immediately removing uh, creatures and you know also just like other stuff like pithy needles and th- that that card is uh is I think much better than people give credit for in spoiler season. Absolutely, like it just. It just eats so many things that used to be problems. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's just it's it's the same reason why abrupt decay is good. It's just relevant, like, and it's now giving white access to that which it wouldn't normally have access to. So, I overall, I think uh, Modern Horizons two was pretty good for the format. I think it gave us some cool new tools. It gave us some new threats, but mm-hmm. 
nothing seems like busted. Yeah. And like, especially like right, like everyone's saying Ragaman was gonna be the next Death Right Shaman, it was gonna break the format in half, and then comes out and it's yeah, it's pretty much just another creature in blue red delver. They got like eight of them to choose from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, like there was that big hype about Blue Red Delver, the first challenge. But people forget that Blue Red Delver is such a solved deck that they can just plug and play the new good threats, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Blue Red Delver is such a huge advantage during Termat Termal and that they can just, they do their thing consistently yes. no matter yeah. what new cards you get. It, 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 it's aggressive. It's an aggressive deck that has some reach and has enough counter magic to make it difficult for combo decks to get through. So, yeah, it's just a solid deck. Like, it's good enough that you can throw a Terramander in there and still like do well in an event. You know what I mean? Like I, I put, I think I had Terramander in a deck and light up the stage and I still top eight at like a 30 or 40 person event. So yeah, you can definitely squeak, squeak your way into some wins with the deck for sure. Yeah. And there's just been so, and that's, there's, that's why I like the band Delver. I'm personally for it, but also I don't think it's actually going to do that much just because there are so many good threats well, for that deck with now. Dragon Rage Channeler. People are saying like you don't even need Delver, which again, <laughs> yeah. I have the card. Listen, I have the card. I have my Ragavans on their way in. Uh, so I have all the new stuff. You betrayed me, Pat. I, I, I know. I know. <laughs> but but listen, my my good friend Roland told me now is the time to buy them before they spike. And he was right. They went back up again. So. Uh, he, he he gave me good advice, so I ordered them. They're they're going to be beautiful cards coming from Japan. So, um, but when I when I put the deck together and, and get a couple games with it, I'll let you know. But yeah, I just haven't. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know if they're good or not. So it's going to be fun to play with. I'll have a lot of new cards to play with. I think deck, they're so. fine. It's just like it it comes in. Just it's not the Death Right Shaman that everyone was saying it was going to be. It's still a yeah, fine I card. I think Death Right Shaman's an overstatement. You know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I feel uh, Blue Red Delver is kind of the perfect deck to goldfish against. Um, so when I'm goldfishing a deck, I'll pretend I'm playing against Blue Red Delver. Mm-hmm. And I'll just like, and that way I get a little bit more out of the goldfish. I'm like, okay, turn one, uh, my opponent uh, is probably going to do like Delver days. And that's, and that's when I practice playing around in my goldfish. It's like, mm-hmm. how do I beat a Delver and how do I play around days? Right, right. Um, and I think just do, adding that to your goldfish r- routine, you can get a lot more out of it. Um, or, you know, it doesn't even have to be Blue Red Delver. It's just Blue Red Delver, like we said, is such a solved deck and the lines yes. of play are so, you know, a well-worn path at this point. Yeah. That it's yeah. it's pretty easy to conceptualize. It's a, it's a known <laughs> quantity, right? You're going to yeah. encounter it at any, basically any event at any level. So yeah. it's good to have a game plan against it. And if you can be Blue Red Delver, if you can't be Blue Red Delver, then you might not be able to to win an event like you know what i'm saying like oh, kind of yeah. that's like that's like one of the keys to you have to be able to, to get victory against that deck to uh it's it's the baseline well. it's like this is the high totally mark. yeah like, that, this is you got to be at least this level to ride this ride. <laughs> you have to be this tall yeah totally that's a great way to put it jerry 100 100 yep and that's just nice. like you like you shouldn't even bother because like there are plenty of decks out there that can't beat blue red delver but mm-hmm. i'll still play them in an event because it's a ton to play yeah yeah at, at the end of the day uh, if this is just like an FM or a fun event, then I'm I'm going for fun per hour. That's sure. That, that's yeah, yeah, margin. yeah. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. Um, speaking of fun per hour, did you guys see the new spoiler that uh, gave a Lurin a new uh, instant win card? No. What is this? So you know what the Dungeons and Dragons, the dungeon mechanic. That's actually yeah, we haven't we haven't, we haven't talked about that yet. So let's actually I literally, back yeah, up. Okay. Let's talk about the dungeon mechanic. Okay. 
I want to hear Jordan. Jordan, give us your hot take on the dungeon mechanic. I was my hottest take was I kind of hope it's not playable, only in the sense that I don't want to pack around dungeons to not mislead my opponent, but you know what I'm saying. Be like like not playing snow covered basics. I don't want that situation to be a thing. Because it's just it's just annoying being forced to carry something to represent a tiny advantage. Mm-hmm. But now the full set's been spooled, that's not the case. So it's just kind of a cool, fun mechanic. Yeah. So at first I was like, my old man yells at the clouds, uh, you know, instinct kicked in. I'm like, Bob, they're changing different, new, I don't like it. But then someone points it out to me. It's just like, dude, it's just a token. Like, just imagine it's just like, uh, like this, when this creature comes into play, create this, to this token. It's or like a, a planeswalker uh, signet, whatever they are. Like, that's all it is. Like, it's not anything you have to add to the deck or sideboard. Literally, all it is is it's just a reminder card to kind of remind you at what stage it's cards in. So now that I've, like, really been gotten comfortable with the mechanic, I think it's I think it's fun. I think it's fine. And I'm okay with this card being legacy playable. Uh, in fact, if anything, it might be something that gives a learn the kick in the butt it needs to kind of come back to tier one status yeah so what is the what is this card you're talking about that gives a learn a uh, instant win yes so uh it is it's called azarak you got it yeah i know it's like asmodeus garada oh it's like (laughs) as asmodeus is a card though right Asmodeus is a card it's terrible yeah Yeah. (laughs) asmodeus the archfiend yeah Yeah. i uh, Go ahead, Jordan. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say I already memed that in the group, so yeah. That was you. I was gonna say, like, I love the meme. <laughs> he put the uh, the invincible. That's really yeah. funny. Grizzle of... Brandon Necropotence. Yeah, <laughs> look at what they need to mimic a fraction of our power. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, and speaking of, if any of our listeners haven't watched the uh, Invincible show on Amazon, that show is awesome. I highly recommend. Is it better it. than The Magicians, Jerry? Because you've yes. led me wrong before. So, did, did you like? Uh, did you like uh, the boys? Did you never ever, watched you... it? Uh, all right. Um... You know, I tried to watch. It was really bad. Was uh, Jupiter Rising or something like that? No, that was garbage. Don't even it was talk about horrible. It. <laughs> so, this so uh, Invincible is like an R-rated superhero show where basically it's what would happen if uh, superheroes actually existed in real life, and it's mm-hmm. like trying to like catch someone flying from a building, and that person just breaks because like Superman grabs him going at Mach five, and the person just like splatters against him. It's okay. just like it's like real real world physics, like. Re- more uh, like realistic. I know it sounds confused, but realistic superhero movie. Okay. All right. Or a show, I should say. All right. But, well, all right. Well, let's get to this card. Yeah, we've completely uh, uh, gone off track at this point, but what it's was it Asarak, <laughs> Lord of Unlife. Okay, so, so it was a black card? Yep. Two, two and a black for a 5-5. Five, five. So three mana, that's important. Basically, you can cast... The reason why it's important is with Aluren, you can cast this uh for free at instant speed and with cavern harpy it lets you bounce it so this and cavern harpy uh or actually no i'm sorry you don't even need cavern harpy with this card that's what makes this card so good uh because when Asarak lord of unlife enters the battlefield if you haven't completed tomb of annihilation return Asarak to its owner's hand and venture into the dungeon so you don't the reason why this is good is Alurin is now a one card combo okay in the past in the past, Aluren has always needed Aluren plus Cavern Heartbeat plus Wind Condition 
in order to win the game. Now, Asarak is a one-card win condition that does not require Cavern Harpy to function because Asarak bounces himself, and one of the uh, 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 dungeons that you can enter is Lost Mine of Fallon Delver, which one of its abilities is each opponent loses one life and you gain one life. Uh, wait. Oh, and okay. All right. So let me ask you a question. So you don't, this card mentions tomb of annihilation, but you don't need to play that card. So the thing is, uh, tomb of annihilation. Yep. Um, completes this guy. As long as you don't run tomb of annihilation, you get infinite active activations on every other uh, dungeon with a learn because he's constantly playing himself yep. with off a learn for free at instant speed and then bouncing himself. And every time you do this, you get to venture into the dungeon. Okay. You get to venture into the dungeon or so I don't fully understand how these work. Okay. Can, <laughs> can you explain that to me quickly? Like it, I see these dungeons. I see lost mine of Fandelver. Like there's an entrance and it looks like uh, like a flow chart and you have to pick it where you're going. Yes. So basically, you, you start, can activate the same room over and over and over again. You can activate the same dungeon over and over and over. Again. Oh, so you have to go through the dungeon multiple times. Basically, you can't just yes. stay in the room and activate. Act so, okay. Yeah, you you run it, but because it's not the one that he cares about, and you could just run the same dungeon over and over and over again. And this dungeon, one of the abilities is each opponent loses right. one life, you gain one life. Interesting. One, of, one of the abilities is also draw a card, so it also lets you draw your entire deck. Right. <laughs> Which with a learn, if you draw your entire deck, you're going to win the game regardless what's going on. True, true. I think, Jordan, you have a point? Yeah, I also heard that because the draw card trigger could be bad for you, you can also go off in response to the trigger, I've heard. Yes. So you can just basically keep bypassing that trigger to keep getting the life loss trigger. So if someone mm. has infinite life, you still get them. Yeah, so that someone brought that up as well. That it's like, what if you have less cards in your deck than uh, your opponent has life? Because one of the abilities is draw a card, and because the draw card is the last ability, you can basically trigger it over and go, basically put the draw ability on the stack. And then because this is an instant seeds combo, you just run the dungeon again at instant speed and then put the next draw trigger on the stack. Interesting. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think this is like a significant power increase for a Lurin. Okay. Being, so being a two card combo instead of a three card combo. Right. Is huge. That is a huge upgrade. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Um, so there's actually a run on a learn right now. So the other thing too is a, a learn is a reserved list card. So if this ends up being as insane as it could be, like we could see Alurans just have a huge run up in price. They spiked not that long ago too, right? I think they they spiked in in reaction to this card. Like when this card got spoiled, I immediately went on TCG Player mm -hmm. uh, to pick up some copies, and all the all the like the fairly priced ones were sold out, and it went up to over a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. um, I managed to grab some Japanese copies uh, for cheap off eBay, um, but. Yeah, I think I think this could give Aluren a serious uh, power increase and and you know make it a, a real contender in the in the meta again. Hmm. Okay. Plus, it just looks fun. Also, I'm gonna put a asterisk on this. 
this could all change if Wizards comes out and decides to errata dungeons so that you can only run a dungeon once. Because I really don't think uh, Wizards expected there to be an infinite uh, dungeon running mechanic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, flavorfully, it makes sense you can only run a dungeon one time, right? Right. <laughs> Even still, though, like this is still an included alluring because you still get to run. Well, well, you still get to run every dungeon. Okay. So you get basically it's like having a planeswalker that you can activate 20 times on one turn. Yeah, <laughs> but like not everything is. I, I don't know if they're all worth. I think even if you go through each dungeon, is it worth? Yeah. So you so keep in mind, you get to do this for free. Would you All like right, you to get, you gain a life, scry one, create a treasure token? You target a creature that doesn't matter what anything. Scry two, exile top you know, top two cards. You play them. You create a couple tokens. Scry three, draw three cards and reveal them. Okay, that's worthwhile. So the dungeon of the Mad Mage is decent. We already know Tomb of Annihilation is like fine because you make like a a, a five yeah. five demon. Or okay. Something. All right. So you have do you have to have these tokens with you? Is that how that works? I don't think you have to, but it probably. But if you have is. something, if you have a card that says "Enter the Dungeon" or whatever it is, I'm sure you could look it up. But yeah. like, I would definitely want to have these. That's a lot of shit to remember. Yeah. Oh, venture <laughs> into the dungeon. So, Gosh, yeah. so your card has to have the the, the line "Venture into the Dungeon," and that lets you know you can get into one of these dungeons. Okay. Yeah. All right. And all the dungeon is is just a token. It's a placeholder to help you remember like what you've activated and what. Interesting. Okay. Hmm. So I'm fine with this mechanic. I think I think the dungeon mechanics, but I'm honestly pretty happy with the Dungeons and Dragons set so far. I we, we I think we should do us an episode next week uh, talking about the cards. I have not looked at any of these, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> I've not looked at not, literally zero of these. I don't go on Twitter, so I, I haven't seen any of these. It's interesting. Uh, you see Jordan's uh, Jordan's showing off his D and casually shirt. watching my. Oh, D&D sick. <laughs> What's the yeah. bottom side? Watch what? Watch this as a critical oh. fail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. I have I a D and D group, so I love the flavor of this set. Nice. Yeah. I'm I'm it, excited for it. Jerry and I also mess around with D and D on occasion. It's pretty fun. It sounds time. so dirty when you say it that way. <laughs> Jerry and I, you know, dabble in it. We dabble in a little D and D now and then. <laughs> is, that a, is that a sex thing? <laughs> yes. Yes. Also, it's a nerd thing. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. I, I I've been having a lot of fun with it. Yeah, but uh, no, I'm 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 pumped. I'm ready for it. I, awesome. Uh, when's D set actually come out? I feel like soon because the way Wizards does its schedules, it feels like we have a new set every other month. Yeah, I have no uh, idea. Thursday online. Okay. What? <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Thursday at least on Arena. I don't know MTGO, but yeah. Oh man, interesting. Like it makes me super glad that for me this is mostly an EDH set for yeah, me personally. It, it comes out in it comes out in two days, <laughs> July eighth. Wow. What the fuck? I was expecting uh, it, like two it's weeks. Too from late now. to do an episode on the set, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never mind. Have we even looked at spoilers for this? Like, I literally have not seen any of these spoil any of these. Any well, of these. it's because like we just got Modern Horizons two dumped on us, which was just saturated with legacy playables. Yeah. I don't think anyone's recovered yet. Yeah, hmm. I'm still picking up cards from the last two sets. You know? I know, <laughs> I know. They've really figured out how to get into legacy players' pockets, man. With right. and with like and with like, what kills me is that all these paper cards for legacy and like the legacy paper scene is like not you know like Jordan. You first saw legacy at an SCG, right? Your friend was playing a side event there. Like those don't exist anymore. You know, like it's brutal. So 
maybe this pushes it back to the forefront, man. Yeah, that literally hurt me being like, no more SCG events. I'm like, I know. Yeah, yeah, it's I've been meaning to say that for like, yeah, since you mentioned that, I keep meaning to come back to that. But like, that's where I first met Jerry and Adrian was at an SCG Worcester. You know, we went out to Miss Worcester and uh, and had breakfast and talked legacy. And that was my first event. See, I just feel the cycles coming back around because before I remember the before times (laughs) (laughs) when uh, before there was the SCG circuit. Mm-hmm. The legacy scene and back then it was like the type 1.5 scene was really on the local play scene level. Mm. And that's where I got to know a lot of the people in the legacy junket and, you know, uh, got met a lot of these people. So I just see us going from like a very, you know, or it's like highly organized, highly efficient, very kind of corporate tournament organization, which Definitely has its pros, also has its cons. Totally. So more of going back to its kind of grassroots organization of how the format really started. Yeah, nitty gritty. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> yeah, to point out the perks of that, the shop owner that I went to for this one was like, here's free snacks. You have to buy the water. I was like, eating like brownies. Like, thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, so... Uh, I think uh, that's probably a good place to kind of start to wrap it up, uh, Pat. We'll take, okay. uh, take a look at <laughs> after the Dungeons and Dragons set has come out on next week's episode. Yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> talk about it. We'll talk about it. Yeah. After everything's been tested and people have decided if the cards are good or not, we will speculate on whether they'll be good or not. <laughs> <laughs> Can't lose. Can't yeah. lose. I, li- I, I do like that. I do like that part of it. Um, all right. Well, before we get out of here, let's get into scoops, Jerry. Scoops. So every week, Jordan, uh, if you may or may not know, we scoop people in the top eight. It's a way of us for you know to shout out people in the uh, in the uh, in the scene and just you know if we want to shout out a content creator or whatever you know if you want to talk about anything if you have a cool dog or uh, whatever a coworker you want to shout out scoop in the top eight. So Jerry, let's let you lead the way. Uh, I'm gonna scoop in uh, you, Pat. I'm gonna I'm just gonna scoop in you. That's okay. Yeah, it's a cop out. I know, but I'm it is a cop out. It's a cop out. <laughs> All right, Jordan, you you can who do you want to scoop in the top eight this week? It can't be me or Jerry. All right. Can I take two? Absolutely. Go for two. Right. It was my son's birthday yesterday, so I'm gonna scoop in my son Lucas. Nice. Yeah. He's cool. Can't wait till he can fully read so I can teach him magic. Awesome. Unless he doesn't like it, but you know, that's how kids are. He'll like it and, for sure. And then scooping my friend Wes, he actually was the one that drove to that tournament. And it's usually, you know, you tournament buddy. He's my tournament buddy. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I'm Jerry, I'm going to scoop in. Uh, I'm going to scoop in Michelle uh, for being our awesome uh, host for the Leaving Legs tournaments. And it's really excited to work with her again. And I'm going to scoop in uh, ELD Time Vault Games in Bellingham. Uh, for hosting a new legacy tournament uh, this past weekend, that's that's pretty awesome. So yeah, and uh, they have a trios tournament coming up too. Is it- I do, but I don't have any friends, so like I can't, I don't know who to play. I don't. Isn't it like vint? It's vintage, legacy, and modern. Yeah, and I don't have any vintage friends. You've seen my house; it's not that nice. I don't have people. <laughs> I don't know people who play vintage, and like modern. I don't mess around those dirty people. You see my house; it's not that bad. I don't mess around <laughs> modern people. Like. <laughs> <laughs> awesome we so. need legacy tr- legacy trios no no but that's that's awesome um i'm sure it's gonna be well attended i know the last big t- i think the last team trios they did 
it was, there was, it was so well attended that they had to have a seat in the Chinese food restaurant next door. And yep. they just have, they just, as a consolation, you got free apps the whole time you were playing. So, um, yeah, it's, that's pretty dope. So yeah, I'm going to scoop in those, those, those awesome people. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Um, Jordan, if people want to get a hold of you, do you have like a Twitter presence? I know you're on Facebook as well, right? I have a Twitter account. I don't post a ton, mostly mm-hmm. magic memes on occasion. Have you seen? Okay. So you can see we have some bad magic takes and some bad memes. So just my name on there. Okay. Awesome. Wait, um, I, I have a scoop, Pat. I, I remembered my scoop. See, I just okay. needed time to think about it. I, I, All right. You put me on the spot. Yeah, I put you on the spot <laughs> like we do every week. You had no idea what was coming. No idea what was coming. You even said, hey, let's wrap the show up. <laughs> so it really, I mean, honestly, it was the worst cell phone of all time. But continue. Who's your scoop this week, Jerry? <laughs> uh, my scoop's in to my buddy, Dan Hall, uh, for organizing the Modern Horizons draft. Uh, we took over his girlfriend's house because <laughs> she she had the biggest table to play. So she's like, "Yeah, we can just we can just take overs uh, and uh, commandeer the, the dining room table." Nice. And uh, we got to play, and I got to see a bunch of those guys that I haven't seen in uh, fifteen months. <laughs> so it was crazy. Like like one of my friends, Steve, he was there. The last time I saw him, he had no kids. This time he had two kids. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow, he was busy during quarantine. <laughs> yeah, he was He's not busy. fucking around. <laughs> Definitely busy during quarantine. Nice, but uh, so it was it was awesome seeing seeing all those guys. Awesome, Uh, uh, because it was definitely way too long. (laughs) Nice, yeah. I can't. I've been saying it for weeks now. I'm sure people are sick of me hearing me say it, but uh, yeah, I can't wait to get back to playing favorite magic. We're very lucky. We have a lot of lot of stuff going on over here, so I just gotta. It's just so hard to sleeve the decks, Jerry. I got so many cards I have to add to it now. (laughs) Things have changed so much in the last year and a half. Definitely, definitely. Well, let's get to it. Let's get to an FM soon. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Well, Jordan, thanks for coming on this week, man. It was great to talk to you. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Nice to meet you, Pat. Yeah, absolutely. I've interacted with Jerry a little bit, bought some stuff off him, won some stuff. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Cards. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you made that sound so sketchy. I mean, Jerry, (laughs) kidneys, kidneys. He's basically Nick Cage in Lord of War now. So, like. You need rocket launchers? Yeah, you can talk to Jerry. He's got it all oh now. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on this week. Uh, Jerry, thanks for thanks for hanging out. Uh, and, you know, stay cool out there. And uh, we'll catch you all next week. Bye. See ya. Bye. Come on down to